the fifth church. Numerology, astrology, fortune-telling, occultism, magic, and the paranormal. These concepts have existed amongst humanity for thousands of years, and human life in general has pursued the idea of explaining the inexplicable and knowing the unknowable. The SCP universe, of course, operates as a world where the paranormal is undoubtedly real and continually breaks into the lives of ordinary people. The Fifth Church is a group of people that know more than most and have borne witness to things beyond the ordinary. Although this video is titled The Fifth Church, we're really going to be discussing Fifthism in general, as it manifests in many different ways. I highly recommend first viewing my video on SCP-1425, Star Signals, to give you a basic idea of the Fifth Church. Fifthism as a concept is extremely hard to broadly define, and so of course we'll be looking at a couple specific examples to give us a better idea. It obviously revolves around the number five in a lot of ways, but there isn't one singular set of beliefs for those that follow Fifthism. Since I'll assume you're familiar with SCP-1425, that was an example of how the group called the Fifth Church operates, a New Age cult with extensive connections throughout Hollywood and the media. The Fifth Church are believers in Fifthism, but there are other Fifthist groups as well. It's believed, of course, that there are always five manifestations of Fifthists in existence at one time. When one group dissipates, another will replace it. Different Fifthist groups worship in different ways, and believe in different things. And while this occasionally comes in the specific form of a church, such as SCP-1982, a southern church that turns people into smoking tobacco, it more often does not. West Coast Fifthists are focused around music and lyrics, taking the form of musicians and songwriters, a much more grassroots operation than the Fifth Church with its celebrity endorsements. The usual core concepts seen in Fifthist SCPs, however, relate to smoke, stars, and the number five. SCP-1958 is a 1950s Volkswagen bus currently orbiting our sun, with no significant damage to its structure. Prior to its current orbit, the bus was moving away from our solar system at a constant speed of 140 kilometers per hour before the Foundation intervened. The phrases Starmobile and Alpha Centauri or Bust are spray-painted on its side, and the Foundation has calculated that at its prior trajectory, it would have reached Alpha Centauri in 37.2 million years. There have been a number of modifications done to the bus, including making the interior airtight, replacing the windows with a shatterproof acrylic, and treating the exterior surfaces with an unknown substance that has made them impervious to space debris. The gas tank has been replaced with a futuristic fuel cell, based on theories only developed decades after the bus left Earth. A large number of objects were found inside the bus when first recovered by the Foundation. An adult male human skeleton, identified as a missing college student named William from the 50s, and a female cat skeleton. Four bedrolls and pillows, a supply of 1950s-era clothing, 
a partially exhausted supply of dehydrated food, enough to feed four adults for three months, a chemical toilet and water filtration system, an atmospheric scrubbing system for removing carbon dioxide and introducing oxygen, a seed bank, a water pipe with cannabis residue, a heroin syringe and vial, blueprints of the modifications to the bus engine, guitar and bongo drums, a set of star charts, and a number of books. Books include various poetry collections, songbooks, science fiction novels, Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard, and a handwritten diary. William was described after his disappearance by friends and relatives as a beatnik who was active in counterculture movements and dabbled with several religious movements, including the First Fifth Church of San Francisco. The remainder of the article consists of excerpts from William's diary. He says that the Fifth Church kicked out him and a few others for heresy, as they apparently believe that there is magic up in space, and they plan to go reach it themselves. There's really no explanation for how they managed to achieve spaceflight, but you probably shouldn't have expected one. As they cruise away from Earth, William writes that the group believes they will reach Alpha Centauri in three weeks, four tops. Five days after liftoff, they run out of beer, but aren't too concerned as they plan to grow some barley when they land. Twelve days after liftoff, one of the group dies after going outside of the bus in a spacesuit and getting knocked away by some debris. The rest of the group managed to turn the bus around and reach him, but he was already dead. But they continue on as they believe they are halfway there. Three days later, the dead man's girlfriend commits suicide by overdosing on heroin. The remaining two put her body out the airlock and continue on. Over six weeks after takeoff, William begins to suspect something is wrong, as he hasn't even seen Alpha Centauri out the window. He wonders if they're going the wrong way, since he can't make sense of the star charts, and they seem to be growing very ill, determined by the Foundation to be the effects of scurvy. Another few weeks go by, and William notes that they can see the moon out of the side window, and they must have screwed up the math. He realizes that they won't make it to Alpha Centauri, and they can't make it home now either. Five days later, William is the only passenger remaining having to push his last friend out of the airlock after he died, and noting that there won't be anyone left to push him out. The final entry, written four months after they left Earth, has William commenting on how beautiful the stars are out here. It's a rather sad, albeit somewhat silly, story, and it doesn't provide a huge amount of insight to Fifth's beliefs, but it does highlight a very important element of those that adhere to Fifthism, and that is conviction. Fifthists carry an unwavering conviction in their beliefs, whether that comes in the form of religion, philosophy, occultism, or anything else. A group of college students capable of futuristically modifying a bus to achieve space travel certainly should have known how far away Alpha Centauri is but they each were entrenched in their conviction that they would easily reach distant stars. This concept of unshaking anomalous conviction is highlighted in SCP-3519, 
a mimetic contagion that managed to infect the minds of practically everyone in the world. The contagion was basically pretty simple. It infected people with the belief that the world will end on March 5th, 2019, and that suicide prior to that date is desirable. The infection spread through print, visual, and auditory media, and caused people to believe despite the lack of evidence. Although the date was the same for all, the actual apocalyptic event varied for different individuals, such as an astronomical event, environmental collapse, technological singularity, or the arrival of a messianic religious figure. The Foundation concluded, however, that March 5th held the same probability of the world ending as any other day. The main threat here, however, was the inclination towards suicide, either as a better option than going through the event, or as a way to transcend this existence. No known infected person survived more than 40 days. Containment of 3519 turned out to be extremely difficult, as it spread so easily. An interview broadcasted on CNN featured a panel discussing the prediction, in which presidential counselor Kellyanne Conway remarked that the White House considered the prediction to be highly credible. Neil deGrasse Tyson responds by saying that March 5th is going to be a day like any other day, comparing the panic to the Mayan apocalypse in 2012. A screen shows a tweet from the president saying that an Aztec envoy told him the world is ending on March 5th, connecting to SCP-2155, also related to the fifthness. An invitation sent out on February 12th for the last dance on Earth discusses celebrating one final Valentine's Day before committing mass suicide in a pool. An email discusses the idea that our existence is a simulation, and perhaps everyone is being convinced to commit suicide because the people running the simulation need everyone offline before they switch to a new program. We are finally given a timeline of events from the Foundation's perspective about the months leading up to March 5th. The first notice of 3519 comes from a radio broadcast in Georgia on December 5th called 50 Days, a show marked as having significant Fifth Church influence. The broadcast is initially ignored due to the large number of apocalyptic scenarios that the show typically broadcasts. A few weeks later, the congregation of the Church of the Andromeda Star in the same town as the broadcast commits mass suicide. News begins spreading of the cult suicide with an unusually sympathetic tone. On December 30th, 300 people in India commit suicide in a case linked to SCP-3519. 2,600 people across 17 countries commit suicide over the next few days, and the infection is designated by the Foundation. Two weeks later, the Foundation has had no luck containing 3519, and by January 19th, 1% of the global population has died due to 3519 infection. Pope Francis attempts to issue a papal dispensation for suicides relating to the March 5th belief, but GOC agents manage to detain him. The next day, however, infected GOC agents leak that information to the press. 
By February 1st, 2% of the global population has committed suicide, and the number of homicides related to 3519 increase, especially of children. By February 6th, the number of suicides is believed to be at least 250 million, with an additional 100 million dead or dying from disease or loss of essential services. The foundation has lost 10% of its personnel by this point. On February 19th, there was a limited nuclear exchange between Israel and Iran, and global thermonuclear war was only averted due to the GOC using anomalous means to coerce the UN. The foundation has been working on a counter-meme to fight against the infection, but it ultimately never gets finished due to infection amongst the foundation. By February 26th, the global media is mostly silent, and a number of foundation sites fail to report in. Several sapient-contained anomalies manage to kill themselves as well. On the 27th, the project to stop 3519 is moved to an isolated cabin to escape the breakdown at the previous site. On the 28th, a junior researcher is promoted to the head of that project, and on the 29th, as part of an automated protocol, he is promoted to the rank of O5. By March 4th, he is the only Foundation member alive, and likely one of only a handful of isolated humans left. The final entry on March 6th reads, It's a beautiful day. Presumably, SCP-2000 is used to repopulate the Earth. This is undoubtedly the most successful operation carried out by the Fifth Church, and we're left with only guesses of their motivations or goals. Ultimately, you're really going to end this video without a much better understanding of Fifthness, and that's okay. Mainly, Fifthism is a vague concept, which means that writers can be flexible when working with it. SCP-3005 is a malfunctioning Scranton reality anchor that is connected to both our reality and the Fifth World. SCP-3512 is about another weird Fifthist book, much like Star Signals, but this time about how to pick up women. SCP-2678 is called The Vorhole and I'll have to save that explanation for another video. Fifthism is among the most vague concepts in the SCP universe by design, but really it comes down to an alternate way of thinking and believing. It's a group of individuals that, through different means, embrace this alternate way of thinking, and believe that there's something deeply esoteric and transcendent beyond our existence. What form the fifth world takes that they seem to seek, what causes fifthism to spread so vehemently, and why there is so much focus on the number five are mysteries known only to fifthists. There is something deeply Lovecraftian here, but it's repackaged and kept behind a different kind of veil. Really though, I just want this video to serve as a springboard for your own research and for a few future videos I have in mind. At the end of the day, Fifthism is just a whole lot of weird stuff without many explanations. And that's what makes the SCP universe so fun.
a trip across the galaxy and feel the waves of our own energy. Everything will come together slowly. Quietly, you and me will flow through eternity. We'll stay up all night and wonder about where we've been and where we'll go. What we've seen and what we'll know, guided by the lights above us. So, you and me, vessels on an open sea. You and me, I wanna be there with you to see it all within you, becoming a part of everything. About those far off things that cannot help but make us sing about the beauty of the skies and how we want to live our you lives. You and me will finish our time here one day eventually. And when we're gone, they'll look up here, see us grinning ear to ear. They'll follow us to heaven's arms, so infinitely greater. Something that surpasses all our hopes and dreams. You, you, and, and me, vessels on an open sea. You, you, and, and me. I want to be there with you to see it all within you, becoming a part of everything. Just a passing thought I've dreamt about it Ever since the day You came and caught My heart I'll give you this eternity I'll keep you by your side So I can be there with you When you lay down and die But don't weep for me, darling There's nothing left to fear I'm out here dancing, dancing with, the with the stars, and soon you'll be here too. You and me, vessels on an open sea. You, you and and me. I wanna be there with you, see it all within. Becoming a part of everything You, and me Vessels on an open sea You, and, and me I wanna be there with you To see it all within you Becoming a part